0: Hola, and welcome to episode 88 of Word to Your Mama. Word to Your Mama, a podcast about the life of a Latina mama, that's me, and the lives of my amazing multicultural tribe. It's a celebration of shared experiences navigating this dynamic world. There will be special guests, mad laughs, and absolutely no BS. Nah, is our motto. <laughs> Segments by the Supernatural Bear. That's my little man. He's nine going on Fortnite. But other than that, this podcast will be explicit. Please believe it. And why do I have an amazing range of guests on this show? It's because I come from uh, the world of the music, art, uh, designer vinyl toy, now uh, almost a year into full-blown Web3. But going back to the art and design of Ina toy world, today's guest is Sket One, aka Sket Uno. He is a creative director, artist, muralist, graph graffiti artist. Um, overall quality Caucasian who hails from Money Haven, Pistol Wave, in New Haven, Connecticut, and uh, he's one of the four of us that started my the first podcast that were that uh. It was your heard show, hashtag uh, thanks sket. It was me, sket uno, Kano, who's been on here, um, and Ginger Snappers, aka Shane Jessup, who also has been on here. So this rounds it all up, kids, where it's the last of the your heard show crew. It was a podcast that was way ahead of its time. Podcasts weren't really a big, big thing like they are now. And it was, we talked about the street on up, everything street art on up. And um, yeah, we can't air those shows. Not at all. Re-air those shows at all. There's a lot of a grip of inappropriate things. Times have changed. <laughs> there's there's things that we said that we could never say. But anyways, on this episode, we get to know a little bit more about Sked Uno, which I think is a great episode especially for uh up and coming artists, uh up and coming creatives just starting out their career. Um we talk about how you know, how it was uh a quality Caucasian growing up in New Haven, Connecticut, how he got into graffiti, how he navigates shady people in the industry. And it doesn't matter what industry you go in, they're always there. It's like, how do you navigate those experiences, those people and all that good stuff? And then um, how moving to California impacted his art, how having corporate experience helps pitching, uh, you know, uh, personal projects to the suits and uh, his design process for his latest uh, figure to come out. It's the Optimus Prime that is available for pre-order. Check the show notes and so much more. Like I said, he's a quality Caucasian. I've known him for a long time now. He's definitely family. Where the Supernatural Bear Corner, you hear um, the Supernatural Bear talk about his uncle Sket. So yeah, let's get into it.
1: So I'm what just going. Gonna... What questions <laughs> do we have from the guys? That's what I want to hear i want to hear what everybody asked cause. so there, <laughs> so,
0: so scared there's i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you how you're doing to start this off but <laughs> i will also say you know i got the questions that i'm gonna ask on here and then i got the questions that that i can't ask on here that they gave why? me <laughs> no well,
1: why how bad are they <laughs>
0: just from one person it, I was hilarious and i could not it, you'll understand when 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 i tell you Al. okay okay so Skit, so thank you yes how are you man
1: i'm good i'm doing good um very busy um <laughs> finally feeling settled in nice you know, yeah I'm finally feeling like okay this is home and things are starting to like just settle down and get back into the groove i was in when I left.
0: Dope. I'm glad to sure. hear it, man. A, a move is cr- always crazy. So I'm glad that you're, you're settling down. Uh, so I wanted to start with the peeps because we got peeps that are your fans that are listening. We got peeps that don't know, never, I don't know how, but they've never heard of Sket One, AKA Sket Uno. <laughs> and so let's start off with the your time in I'm trying to remember if I remember the 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 nickname right. Money Craven, New Haven. Is that the yes, word?
1: that is correct? Money <laughs> Craven, pistol waving, good gold New Haven.
0: Perfect. So let's start. Let's start there. Haven. Let's let's take it from the beginning. So, were you born? I don't know if I noticed. Were you born there too?
1: I was born in New Haven. So there's New Haven, mm-hmm. and then you know there's surrounding towns that are in New Haven, but. They're they're part of the New Haven area, so to say. But then there's like, you know, smaller towns. Yeah. So I was born in New Haven, but I lived in Hamden, which is 10 miles away from the center of New Haven. Got it. So So it's it's like New
0: Haven County, like like L.A. County and then you have like the little areas or whatever. And what do they call them in Connecticut? They don't call them boroughs. They call them neighborhoods. Towns. Towns, oh,
1: yeah, I'm towns, one town over. Town. Yeah, I'm a town over. <laughs> it was like North Haven, uh, Hamden, West Haven, East Haven, and they <laughs> got really creative when they were making up the names.
0: <laughs> got it. So let, I wanted to find out what, as as a, a quality Caucasian, because that's what we have <laughs> on the show, is quality Caucasian. As a quality Caucasian in Money Haven, Pistol Haven, New Haven, How did you get into graffiti? Those
1: different times? It was the times. It was everything. I mean, you know, I grew up, let's see, I was like, you know, 12, 13, 82, 83. So like once hip hop hit, you know, um, you know, I was about an hour and 20 minutes outside of New York. Mm. So I got BLS. I got KISS. You know, these are radio stations that were on every Friday night, you know, Red Alert, Mr. Magic. You know, the we got shit. all that stuff. Lucky. So so plus my dad worked for Atlantic Records at the time. He was mm-hmm. an executive producer. Uh, my mom and dad were divorced. So I lived up in Hamden, in New Haven, and my father lived in Stanford, which was closer to New York City. So I would see my dad, I would hop on the train. There's a commuter train that goes from New Haven to the city. And uh, I would go to the train. I would go visit my dad in the city all the time. I probably started going to the city. I mean, the earliest I can remember going to the city, I was six, maybe five. Oh, wow. So um, seeing graffiti was just, you know. I was, a, I I was brought into art through, believe it or not, music, you know, because my dad would bring home all these record covers and all the record covers had art on them and logos. And at a young age, I was just like, you know, you had like bad company with like the wolves on the front of running with the pack. And <laughs> it, Like, these are all like records. I can remember growing up AC/DC's logo and, and, and you know, Rolling Stones logo. And so all these logos like were things I was looking at every day. And then yeah, I just I think it had a big impact. I was into comics too. Like where Atlantic Records was, two floors up was DC. Ah oh. comics. So my dad had a bunch of friends up at DC Comics and he would trade records for comics.
0: <laughs> That's amazing.
1: And um, so, you know, so comics and graffiti and art in general, I was just constantly around and I was always drawing. But like I said, once hip hop hit, that's when kind of everything, I was like, you know, 12, 13, 14, everything came together. Yeah. You know, um, I was getting records uh, early on, they were putting out these mixed records of uh, just random uh, rap groups. And I remember Brim from new york Tatscrew had a piece um th- i forgot the name of the record but it had a bunch of pieces on the record as the cover and uh brim had a piece on there i remember that stood out and then you know i got subway art and i got you know all the different books that you know kids my age got influenced by so yeah so it was just culmination of being that age group you know and then you had skateboarding and bmx going on at the same time and skateboarding had a huge amount of graffiti in it you know and graphics and stuff like that and bmx also was you know logo infused you know the companies and bmx i mean you could get a high-end logo like zero nine and then you can get like a funky logo like you know, SE and PK Ripper. So all that stuff like affected me.
0: Yeah. Cause was, you surround it. You're, you're heavily
1: influenced.
0: Yeah. Like I did I never thought of, I mean, of course I think of Connecticut as, uh you know, East coast, but because I'm from, I'm not from there, I forget how everything's hella close. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you got to go back and forth. And what about did the, the, the freestyle records artwork did that have any influence like i don't i don't remember what the artwork looked like because i didn't get those records i just heard it on the radio so i don't know what it even looked like they, they so, didn't like, have logos the, really right
1: no i don't know all the so my dad loved freestyle and he produced freestyle <laughs> yeah, my dad is responsible that. for some bullshit
2: <laughs> um,
1: but i think like at the time freestyle was just I mean, shit, we broke to a lot of freestyle. You know, yeah. I remember there there was this club in Hamden called Daniel's. And, you know, they would have a a, a kids night, so to say. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I think it was like 13 and over or something. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so all the high school students that were there, of course, all the girls with their hairspray hair, you know, <laughs> they'd, <Aquanet>. be dancing, <laughs> they'd be dancing <laughs> to the freestyle. And then, you know, all the all the boys that were breakdancing and stuff would be on the outskirts waiting for, you know, a rap or a breakdance song, you know, something to come on that we could start breaking to.
3: Oh, that's amazing. uh, Those are the good times.
1: That's that's funny. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, (laughs) so, but the freestyles, you know, my dad produced like uh, seduction and I I don't know if they consider them as freestyle, but you know, just at that particular time, he probably produced a lot more, like I'm sure he was involved with like Lisa Lisa and stuff like that. But nice. Don't like quote me on it. I I, <laughs> I you know how it is when your parents, like if your parents are into something, you're like, that's corny, you know yeah, what I mean? It, totally. <laughs> just automatically happens. <laughs> so yeah. So when my dad was into something, I was like, nah. Opposite yeah. way. Yeah. When he told me that, you know, he, he like sent me a tape of CNC Music Factory. And this was before, <laughs> the, you know, and he was like, tell me what you think. And I was like, it is terrible, <laughs> which means it's going to do really good. Yes. You know. And it, and it, and it did. did. It did.
0: <laughs> it's still, it's still, like the super, ne- your nephew knows that shit because of like yep. memes and all the YouTube videos and the movies and in- shit. Um. So I wanted, I've, I think I've done this, but I'm going to do this on the show. I just want to say thank you because I know you through the, initially through the designer vinyl toy scene, because we were on, shout out to Marka27, we were on that, that uh what were they called? Big Buddies?
1: Yep, Big Buddies.
0: It was like early 2000s. And I like accidentally, like I do every industry, accidentally roll up in it and you're a part of that. And then, <clears throat> excuse me. That's how I know. Kano, okay, woes. Everybody, sh- ginger snappers, and but then above and beyond that, like I got to know you. You're you're super kind. You know, don't let the ne- the neck texts fool you, kids. Like he's one of the <laughs> nicest, sweetest guys. But also, like you've been, you know, it. It. There's not that many people that I think understand. Uh, you're you're, you know, a graph artist, muralist, you know, you do designer vinyl toys, but also you understand that corporate life as well, as a as a designer, as a creative director, art director, da-da-da. And I feel like you've given me a lot of bars on a lot of things, but especially in the designer toy world. <clears throat> you know you've been in it for such a long time you you always were the first person i go to if i you know what do you think about this or you know what about this contract or you know what i'm saying so i just want to thank you for that
1: yeah no problem anytime
4: (laughs) i try to help out
1: as many people as i possibly can you know that's another thing that um you know when when people reach out to me through dms and stuff and they got questions for me and stuff. And I reply, the first thing they say is, holy shit, you replied. <laughs> you know, and I feel I, that kind of hurts, man, you know, <laughs> because I think at a time when I was coming up, I yeah. wish I had stuff to bounce somebody off of. And yeah. I did, you know, I did, but it was always had to be in person and stuff like that. But like, like Tristan and Shane and and and, you know, when I was on the East Coast and stuff like that. I did have a group of people that I would bounce stuff off of, but a lot of stuff at that particular time, everybody was doing it at the beginning. You know what I mean? It was almost like we were all at the same spot.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And and that's interesting because I got how I accidentally fell into that scene, accidentally, well, not accidentally fell into the music scene, but now I'm into another thing to thank you and Tristan for, Tristan Eaton for, is that we didn't really. No, or no one in our circle had really never mentioned NFTs until you guys did what, like two years ago or something?
2: Yep. A year and I a half, mean, two like, years
0: ago. I don't, I don't know. Time's yes, crazy I'm right now. Me. Right. And so, because of you guys, then we we were exposed. Our crew was exposed. And then we looked into it. I looked into it. And then it was a podcast. And now I'm all up, you know, I was going to say are, something inappropriate <laughs>
1: right now. <laughs> Full blown <I> was- <laughs> NFT.
0: I, I, I'm all in web three. You're, you're doing probably these way more than I am. It, it, it's crazy, but it, you guys were the catalyst, you know what I'm saying? Because I was like, what, what is that? What is What does that even mean? Like what? And so another thank you for that. Um, also, okay. I think it's interesting what you just, I think it's, a, it's also interesting what you said about how, when you entered the scene, the designer vinyl toy scene, how everybody was new and you guys were all so there's no one to ask because it was it was kind of a new thing you guys were all and I've noticed now going into this new space and now another thing of this web3 space and specifically kind of like a web3 like you know latino latina latine whatever you want to call it It's it's brand new, the industry, but also we're all brand new into it. And I I keep telling, I'm at the point right now where we've all experienced sket, where you get Mm -hmm. into something and then it's, um, you guys are all hype because you guys are all new. So you guys like all hang out, but then eventually, you know, you start seeing people for who they really are, you know, the sharks start coming out, you see people's intentions, you see people's work ethic, you see, um, you know, maybe it's just you guys thought it was cool but now they're Cornsville or you're Cornsville to them Like I'm in that <laughs> phase right now and I was telling peeps in the scene I was like it happens every single industry every single industry I've been in you don't know what you don't know right so and and there's no one you can reach out to as like quote unquote experts so you're just like oh let's do it together let's unite da, 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 happy family and then you're just like oh, nope nope egos all that shit
1: I feel like that's my life <laughs> like I have phases you know what I mean like yeah I was talking to somebody about it I was talking to Scene about it yesterday that like you know when people say I I lived like three lifetimes yeah I get that now like I get that I feel Mm -hmm. that now for real you know because I've had sections in my life where let's just say roughly every 10 years you know I have like something that happens within that 10 years and Then it like then it passes and I go into a new phase.
3: Yeah, you know I mean it's
1: super it's super weird, and you know there's always this same lesson and it's the lesson you just (laughs) talked about is you learn about all these different things and you're like, oh this dude's doing this. All right, (laughs) you know and it 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 it's tiring. It's exhausting. It's
0: exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. That's one thing I was saying too. It's exhausting. And I just, I just got out of a meeting earlier today, and we were like, well, here we are. We, you know, it's just like it, I, 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 maybe you have some advice for this, but you're in, it's, it's a sm- it's an industry, it's a niche industry, it's a small knit community, it's incestuous. You know, you can people, you, you're gonna be have to work with all the people all the time, somehow, some way, right? But then you find out. They did some shady shit to you. They did some shady shit to someone in your crew. So how do you navigate? Like I was saying, I was like, okay, I can't have a smear campaign off of this person. I don't want to waste the energy. It's not a good look. But I also don't want that person to get over on anyone else. So it's just like, do I, right now I'm at the point where let's just keep it with the people that are tight knit people that we trust. And we just tell people We don't tell them the business If we're not close with them But just tell them to look out Like I feel like They'll eventually Encounter that person But like What's the balance Like How do you balance That I've
1: always Each person has their own Relationship with Each person You know
2: And And You know
1: A perfect example is I was working with a company Okay And the person, there was this other artist that was going to work with the company,
2: mm-hmm. okay?
1: Now, this company screwed me or tried to get it over on me. That's It's take being taken care of right now.
3: Nice.
1: But this other person came to me and was like, yo, man, I heard that, you know, they did some shady shit to you, et cetera, et cetera. And I turned to this person and I was like, yes, they did. It's not cool. I'm yeah. mad pissed and I'm taking care of it myself mm-hmm. and they're like, "Well, I don't want to work with them if they did that to you." And I was like, "No, you do you."
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know? I said, "This is your situation. I don't want you to miss out on making some money because of my situation." You mm-hmm. know, you do you and just go in there knowing.
0: Yeah. What yeah. they did
1: to me, but you go make yours. Yeah. And they were like, "You sure?" And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, my business has nothing to do with your business." You know, so I don't want it to affect your, 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 your cash flow. Mm. You know, if, if you can get some money, get some money. I'll take care of my business, you know. Yeah. And I appreciate it. You know, I, pre- I told him, I said, I appreciate it. But there's no reason to, you know, miss an opportunity or, or miss a chance that, you know, could help you personally.
3: Yeah.
1: You know, because of some shit I went through. So, so it's just think, it's just
0: telling them, just informing them however you feel comfortable so that they can make an informed decision moving forward. Like, don't stop your shit because of what happened to me. But no, they are capable. If they're right. going to do it to me, they're capable of doing it to anybody. So move right. accordingly. You have to make right. that decision for yourself.
1: Yeah. And you know what? They might not do it to him because yeah. of what they, because of what's going on with me. And that.
0: exactly. they Hopefully. might be like,
1: oh, shit, you know, maybe Hopefully. we shouldn't do this
0: exactly so yeah, it's, it's just,
1: I, I feel like because I work with and I also work with producers that I have great relationships with and they're awesome people and I refer them and I turn people on to them et etc cetera, et cetera. and then you know they are friends with people that I'm not friends with and yeah. I don't want to be friends with don't, right? <laughs> I don't jive with yeah
3: yeah
1: but it doesn't affect that relationship like there's that a and b i'm not gonna let this yeah you know, this c over here and this d over here affect <laughs> a and b
0: yeah that makes sense that makes sense
1: so it just i sucks. guess it's just <laughs> it's a case by case basis yeah. you know yeah i mean i've worked with companies that have screwed me but they turn around and have done you know they've taken care of another one of my friends 10 times older so that's when it's like, oh, okay, well, you know what? You're getting taken care of good. Yeah. You know they didn't fuck I, you get it. I got
3: fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good good for you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, it's just it's just fascinating, you know, because I forgot about that until I got into this new one and I was just like oh I've been here before many times it happens every time it happened like you said it's cyclical it's just like okay I get excited and passionate and then I have to remember like don't get too crazy because all this shit is going to happen again there's always the shadies there's always the sharks there's all especially the ones that put up a front like they're all down and helpful but they're really not those are in every fucking industry those are people in life (laughs) so that it makes sense um i could
1: could write a book
0: yeah you'd be rich we'd be rich as fuck (laughs) if we talked about how the many times that we had to deal with these sharks you know and especially just uh yeah it's a whole nother topic okay so (laughs) let's get into i feel like the questions and comments from the audience is gonna is gonna cover a lot of you know your story so let's get into the questions and comments from the audience First one, why did he decide to move to California and how did the move impact his art career? This is from, you heard show crew, Kano. This is a question that I could ask on air, quote unquote.
1: <laughs> so why did I decide to move to California?
0: And how did that impact um, your art, your art career?
1: Well, so I decided to move to California for a bunch of different reasons, but One of the main reasons at that particular time was I got an offer from Bad Juju. Oh, yeah. You know, and Bad Juju came over and they were like, they offered to move me out to California. Uh, They gave me a signing bonus. They gave me, they gave, they threw a bunch of money at me. So that was probably the big thing. The other thing was, you know, women's. uh, (laughs) kind of thing and California is just you know so there was a time period what I would say about a good six months maybe even longer that I was flying back and forth and coming out to California on a regular basis yeah and it it was very obvious that what was going on in New York say from 2003 to uh, 2010 um has moved over to the west coast Mm -hmm. so like uh after 2008 when all that you know economy shit hit yeah everything in the vinyl scene kind of died in Mm -hmm. new york not even just vinyl creative
0: art in general the art scene in general like like
1: the animation studios Mm -hmm. closed uh, uh, galleries closed stores closed just you know it got hit hard So everybody was kind of like, you know, looking around, asking what's next. And I think, um, you know, Kano moved out here. um, Shane moved out here. And it was all for work. And then I moved out here. And then Tristan moved out here. So, like, everybody was just starting to come over here. And the thing about L.A. is because the movies and animation studios and all that film creative stuff
3: Mm -hmm.
1: is out here. There's always work. I feel like like I didn't feel a whatsoever, mm. Mm. you know, in the vinyl industry. I mean, there's there's still people having shows. You know, the art scene out here is, I think, personally, 20 times better than New York. Mm.
0: You know? And at that time it was booming. Like, right. There was yeah. like we had to pick and choose where we were going to yeah. go. Sometimes we couldn't go to everything. Because there was so much shit. I mean, I don't know if that's like that. I don't think it's like that, especially for designer vinyl toys. But you know, maybe art it seems to be picking up a little bit. But I don't know if it will ever get. Maybe it'll get back to that. But I feel
1: like everything got screwed up because of COVID. So
0: true. So we don't know the true the true situation. But those were those were good times. Um, How do you how did so it impacted your your art career for the better? Oh,
1: definitely. Well, the, the other thing was, is when I first, you know, when I was around 2010 and stuff, you know, I was looking at my customers on a whole and where they were located. Mm. And like 80% mm. of them are located in California. Ah. So I was like, I was like, okay, I'm good. they're going to save on shipping. They're going to save, you know, for all the people who supported me, I always try to work, um, you know, to, to make it better for them. Mm. You know, because you know, I want to be doing what I'm not. I'm doing if I didn't have the support. Yeah. So moving out to California was just, uh, uh, just a very, very smart business move. It yeah. Really was.
0: Um. So yeah. So it was good, good shit, and then and then we got to you know all hang out and, you know, um, hashtag thanks you know, yeah, I can't even I can't
1: <laughs> even imagine if I stayed in New Haven what life would be like. Like I can't even I can't even think about that. Like I'm you sure there's he, another timeline in yeah. existence somewhere. Yeah, an
0: alternate time. You know, yeah.
1: That's Get is living in New Haven if he's still alive and didn't take himself out.
0: <laughs> and, and if he didn't take himself out, do you would he still be doing anything creative?
1: Well, he would still be working at the marketing firm. I can tell you that much. So I he'd still... be
0: doing design and stuff, and and art, uh, creative direction and stuff. But would you be doing any of the, the the figures and the the shows and stuff? I have no idea. That's crazy. No idea. Another uh, alternate timeline sketch.
1: <laughs> oh, <So> there's <laughs> a bunch of them. I'm sure.
0: <laughs> okay, next question. How important is it to sket to keep the tradition of black books? in his art practice. And this is by, um, Raphael Rizrox. Riz, AKA Rizrox
2: one. So. I have black books, you know, but the, the, here's the
1: crazy thing is I would say probably in. my, my last black book was probably like late, like maybe 2007. Mm. And then it just became sheets of paper. <laughs> You know, yeah. I would just end up drawing on paper and sticking them in a folder. Like, I just have a stack of folders and stuff like that uh, of, of just drawings, you know. And I think it's important, you know, if... if I like black books, you know, they're, they're a nice yeah. collection, you know, and stuff like that. And it's always good to, like, pass them along and give them to other people to draw on and stuff. But, I mean, for me personally... I found, I find black books confining, you Mm. know, because of the cover and it just used to piss me off, but (laughs) I like loose leaves because you can like turn it and you know, you can, yeah, it's just, you have more freedom when you have a sheet of paper rather than a book. But, you know, I think there's a period in time where graffiti writers should have a black book and they should have, you know, an organized book of sketches and stuff like that. I think it's a rite of passage almost. Learn about an option at treatcovid19.com. This message is sponsored by Pfizer.
3: Cox
0: sabe que tu familia no para. Por eso ofrecen nuevos paquetes de internet que te brinda la misma velocidad y flexibilidad que esperas de Cox. Además, Panoramic Wi-Fi está incluido en algunos planes sin costo adicional. Es internet que sigue tu ritmo. Todo sin contrato anual, que significa que no hay molestos cargos por terminación anticipada. Desconéctate de tu rutina, pero no de tu Wi-Fi cuando estás fuera de casa. Cox te da acceso a más de 3 millones de hotspots de Wi-Fi. Después de un largo día, reúnen la familia para una noche de películas con Contour Stream Player. Disfruta de deportes en vivo, tus programas favoritos en Hulu, Netflix, Disney Plus, Paramount Plus y más con apps de streaming populares. Conoce más en Cox.com Diagonal Español. And I feel like even in this digital world, I think you still need to keep up your analog skills. Like you still need to. I mean, if you're a, a well-rounded artist, I feel you should be able to draw on paper.
1: Yeah, definitely. They're
0: the fundamentals, definitely. right? The basics.
1: It's It's I mean, I still start off on paper. You know, even if it's just a circle and then, you know, another circle for hands and you know what I mean? I yeah. can still start off with that. I'll take a shot of it and bring it into Illustrator and then I'll build off of that. But it's still to get this out of there. It's, yeah. it's going to get sketched first. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah.
1: Um, it's. Uh, plus, now when I go paint, it's even rarer that I actually bring a sketch with me and I just sketch on the wall you know, which is really, like, liberating because it's, you know, it's big. It's, you know, you could be like, oh, I'm going to put this over there, and I'm going <laughs> to put
2: this over there, you know? Yeah.
1: So, it's, um, um, yeah, drawing's important. Drawings. Okay. I haven't made the switch yet, though, you know, to a tablet, to, to these, you know, like, what Kano uses, and other people, like, Jesse, you know, yeah, you know, the big tablets and stuff, and, you know, they can spin them and sketch them. And I don't I still, you know, build with a mouse.
3: Yeah.
2: You know,
0: do you think you'll switch?
3: I at don't know. I,
1: I, like at this particular point, I'm kind of like, why, you know, it works if it's <laughs> not broken, why fix it? You know? Yeah. Um. But like right now is a very pivotal time for like my future. I I I don't know where I'm going. Well, I do know where I'm going. I just don't know. I feel like things are gonna get very analog in the next year for mm, me.
3: Mm.
1: You know. I feel like I'm moving away. I'm gonna start, you know. I talked to uh, big boy.
3: Oh
0: I, I saw, saw that. Him. Was he in town? Yeah,
1: yeah, he was in he was uh because sneaker con happened this weekend.
0: Oh, so that was in so, Vegas. I was like, is that Long Beach or okay, got it?
1: Yeah. So I saw him and he was like, I want you to come back out and I want you to do canvases and stuff. So I was oh. like, I was like, all right, here we go. You know, shout if, out to if,
0: big boy, big boy <laughs> legend. But I, yeah. I forgot to ask you, I had a, you know, had a crazy fever this weekend. I remember I saw that picture and I was like, am I hallucinating? Is that big boy from the Philippines with Skit in them?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> How's he doing? Yeah, He's good. I saw,
1: so I saw he came out. So I messaged him. I never want to bother him. Mm. You know, that's a good thing about being out here is like everybody comes here.
0: Yeah. All the conferences and shit.
1: Yeah. Just everybody comes here. So when I see people are here, you know, I hit them up and I'm like, if you got five or 10 minutes, you know, say what's up. Let me know. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah. And I was going down to that. uh, Andy Nguyen was having an opening of Hello Kitty Cafe and um, Janiel works with him. So. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: The whole family went down. And uh, I told Big Boy to come by. And uh, yeah, it was great to see him. Did, you know, did Andy
0: and Big Boy know each other? Not at-
1: They knew each other online. But oh, they never, nice. So, so I introduced them to each other. And of course, you know, Big Boy was like, when are we going to do this down in Manila? You know, he went Oh, to totally.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's time. It's, yeah. And Andy's going to. Yeah, to, he's to going the to compound. Korea. Wow. He
1: just he's opened up a board eight. Out in uh, Korea. That's
0: going so. to be massive. That's going to be massive. Okay. So, the next question tell us about your design process for your latest Optimus Prime project. And that is from your nephew, the supernatural bear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the design process. Um, well, I already worked previously on the Transformers license through uh, Loyal Subjects. Oh. And um, remember back in 2014, I did all the T-shirts. And oh then I,
0: yeah, yes, I, I remember. Did skate
1: that. decks and
0: oh yeah,
1: all that stuff. So um, to come back to it, I was kind of stoked, you know. Yeah. Um, the design process. Uh, after having a meeting with Sideshow, um, I asked them what they were looking for, and they were just like, uh, you know, we want we want something graffiti-ish. You know, we want something. You know influenced by you and I was like all right cool cool so uh you know my first thought was okay I'm gonna convert Optimus Prime into a train that was my first thought I was like Mm -hmm. all right we're gonna change the tires and stuff to to you know uh, train wheels and stuff like that and then I was like I'm gonna put a throw up on the window like he was tagged and then um And then I did a bunch of like graffiti uh, words and uh, I worked on the Transformers logo. And I was like, okay, this is going to be almost like uh, elements packaging. Mm -hmm. You know, I started thinking ahead. I was like, all right, I got to have something, um, you know, some kind of like branding, Mm
2: -hmm.
3: you
1: know, for the project that was specific towards the project. So I worked on that. And then sketching positions, I I went through old comic books, Mm. um, Marvel Transformers comic books to look over Prime's positions and different stances. And I found one that I liked, sketched it out, brought it into Illustrator and just started building, you know, the basic shapes of him and getting down, you know, my, when I do people or when i do i don't know figures yeah i do do them very simple um i refer to the star wars mural i did out in japan in 2019 Mm. it's very blocky and very um what's that style the uh, low poly Mm, mm. yeah so it has a that sort of flavor to it so i got that down and once i got that down then i was like. I started talking to them about what I was able to do. Cause you know, every time you throw in a a little extra thing, it's a little extra money. Yeah. So I was like, can I attach cans to him? You know, because you know, prime has the smokestacks. Yeah. Like that would be dope if they were spray paint cans. So that's when I started attaching spray paint cans to him. And then I was like, you know, can I change his face and put a respirator on him? Which everybody gets mad at me. They're like, how would you put a respirator on a robot? I was like, why are you confining my creativity? I can do whatever I want. It's transforming.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: I was like, it's a made up story. Don't you get it? i can do whatever I want.
0: He doesn't exist, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, why are you taking it personal? <laughs> um, so then, yeah, then I got the staff and the roller. And, and little by little, I started to build him you know, to, to what he came out as. So it was a, it was a long process. It's that's been in the works for two years.
0: Wow. I remember, I remember. Um, so the, the first draft, if, if you will, that you sent them, was that approved or did they come back and give you some tweaks?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. It was a definitely. lot of back have, and forth. My drips were a lot longer there was a mm. lot it was more um you know there was things uh that I cr- created that I should have known you know beforehand couldn't be reproduced Got it. you know so they were like we have to shorten the drips and they have to do all this stuff because it will make it easy to break and all this stuff so yeah I had a bunch of different revisions on it you know
3: yeah
0: but so, it was like more like mostly like little details like not yeah yeah.
1: That wasn't like anything major. like like it wasn't they didn't come back and be like, okay, we don't like this at all. We're nice. gonna scrap the whole thing, you know. Got it. So no, just minor very, projection they shit. Very, they they liked it. You know, they were like, this is dope. This is dope. Because what I did at the very beginning was I did only one position
3: mm-hmm.
1: and I had all the art, the branding art to the left. And then I had one of my old t-shirts that I did. Mm. to the right so they could see that you know this is where it's coming from yeah stop.
0: smart so, smart decision because you have yeah. to give them as much as you can so they can g- get the entire picture and it seems like that's what you that's did
1: what, well they have to go to hasbro and yeah. be like this is what we're gonna invest in you yeah know? yeah so y- you have to pitch your design i mean That's a weird thing. Back to the whole corporate thing. When you were telling, when you mentioned like that, I understood the whole corporate thing. I do. I've been in doing corporate work for twenty five years, and there's a, there's a, I've always wanted to bring cool creative stuff to the corporate side. Mm. But I think sometimes going the other way, like it's it's melting both together, so both sides are happy is like when you work on a project like this with a license i think is is key it's you know a, it's understanding a skill. it's a skill understanding that you're gonna have to impress some suits and try to get over on some suits and at the yep. same time not sell yourself out and just fucking be like i'm gonna do this corny project yeah you yeah know? you gotta
0: you gotta push it like you know on both ends and i i i i tell you know i have mentee a couple mentees and i you know tell them that You know, they get it they're excited because I, you know, I work for myself now. But I tell them I was like, the the time that I had, even if it was a little bit of time, the time that well, it wasn't that little bit of time, but the time that I had in corporate world was invaluable because I learned a lot. And you learn, and it doesn't matter that it was that long ago. It doesn't matter if it's now, you learned people skills, people navigating skills. You know how the system works. So like right now, like for the for instance, you in this project you know how you need what you need to do to present so that the suits and i always say that the suits got to say yes but they don't give a fuck about looks and design they want to say what can we get away with what can we get approved and and how is that affecting our bottom line they want the numbers they want it to be reflected in the numbers so and you it's just like i was saying it's a skill because you're like whether it's you or your project managing another artist it's like let's push it here but also let's not give in and then it's like also let's present it in a way that they understand because they won't understand it if you just give them a little bit right like they have to see the whole picture so I, i always say like Get in for a little bit, six months, a year, get that corporate shit in, figure out how that works, because that's going to help you. It, it's invaluable. Like, I know how to navigate because I was like, oh, the suits. I got to think of the suits.
1: When, I, when I'm working on logo programs, I'll do a shitty logo and throw it in. And the reason being is because I don't want them. I want them to look over there. Yeah. You know, I, so I, when I, they I... see that shitty logo, they're like, oh, that's shitty. And then they go over there and they're like, I'm like.
0: But they have they ever picked because some people have terrible taste. Have they ever picked a shitty logo?
1: No, no, <laughs> no, they don't. What's funny is maybe my creative director might.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Shade.
1: <laughs> no, um I'm just saying, you know, sometimes those project managers, they don't. They, they think they, they know, know, but they don't know. They think they know. They
0: yeah. Know, so. Hilarious. Yeah, like <laughs> I've gotten to the point now. If I present something, my weakest one, I'm like, am I okay with my name on that? And or or like, what is my exposure on this? Will anyone know that it was me? You know what I'm saying? Like that's always a thing. Um, okay, so let's get into the so rapid fire questions, the aka slow as how questions. Sket Una, are you ready?
2: Yep, let's do it.
0: Three words to describe yourself.
2: Jerk. No. <laughs> Not at all. Um, driven. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: definitely driven, motivated. Uh, let's see. What else? Um, I'm definitely hard-headed. I'm hard-headed.
0: <laughs> ding, ding, ding.
1: I am a hard-headed person. I, 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 that's definitely. And uh, I don't know, I like to have fun. I think I'm a fun person. Yeah. Even, though, even though Spanky Stokes always said, you're very stoic. <laughs> that was his favorite adjective for me.
0: you stoic? stoic. <laughs> what are you, a statue? Um, the next <laughs> one,
2: what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? Do it yourself. Mm. That's honestly...
1: That's the best advice. Do it yourself, and that's and that's anything. That's anything. Like, there's not many people you can count on, man. You know, to have the same kind of passion and the same kind of like vision that you have. Yeah. So if it's your stuff, do it yourself. Learn how to do it yourself.
0: Yeah. Whatever you need to learn. Yeah. Learn that skill so that you can. Yeah. It's true. It's true. Um. This will be interesting. What's your Your hype song when you need to when you need to like your go to? I need to get hyped. I'm gonna play this track.
1: It's a mix. It's a it's it's a mix. So it's a 1994 mix, um, by DJ Ayers. Um It's uh, yeah, it's it's dope. Um, but honestly. I would have to say there's two songs on that mix. Okay. It would be made you look and then um, by Nas. And then I would have to say the other one would be times up by OC. Okay. Those two songs are fucking hard.
0: So I'm going to look for that mix. If I can find a YouTube, if not for sure, for sure. Those two songs will be added to the word to your mama guest uh, hype playlist i'll have link in the show notes along with all of sket uno's projects um last question what will, will be your legacy
2: what will be my legacy
1: yes what do you mean like
2: like when you're not on this earth anymore
0: what what will people think when they think of sket one they see a sket one piece they see a sket one figure or just think of you what what would be your legacy like what do you leave behind for the world it could be I don't know, people
1: hope, hopefully art that people dig you know yeah yeah that's what i i hope that's that's my i guess my main objective yeah to this to this life it wasn't you know it wasn't always like that but and by this time, I'm like, I got to leave something, you know. I mean, it's always cool to, like, inspire people. You know, I get messages all the time from kids who were, like, you know, young and they had dunnies. And now they're, like, you know, now they're, like, in college or something. And they're, like, yo, I got into this because of you or stuff like that. Or, yeah. you know, when you speak to students or you speak to somebody at your, you know, your hometown that was, like, Stoked that you know you you got to work on a project or you got to a certain level and you're just like, yo, you inspired me to like do this. And that's always good because there's mad people out there that did that for me. Yeah. They still do it for me. And you know, I every time, you know, I tell them every chance I get because it's important, you know, it's it's I think being an artist, you know, there's that constant hatred of your work and yourself yeah. I don't know why
2: <laughs>
3: yeah
1: but <laughs> but there's so much self-doubt in art and and uh to have peers or to have fans or to have anybody come up to you and be like yo you know keep doing what you're doing yeah you know like Ghostface, you know with that video yeah. still still so- sends chills man Yeah. You know, it's like, damn, that's fucking (laughs) Ghostface.
3: Fuck.
0: Yeah. Like it's, it's a, the valid, it's validating. And it's also, I think it would be great for anyone listening. That's a young artist to hear someone like you, that's been in the game for so long to hear that, you know, you never grow out of it. It's, 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 I think with everything else and a lot of people that I have on here, it's what a a good friend of mine talked about. It's just the recovery time. Like we all get imposter syndrome as an artist. We all are harder on ourselves and we're, we got that self doubt and all that shit. But I think it's as, as you get older,
1: Kano Kano ain't got no self doubt. Kano ain't got self
0: doubt. I'm sure he does. I think it's the recovery time, right? Like you get it, but you don't, you don't dwell in that place that long anymore hopefully you know but you always get it and i think that's refreshing um yeah i mean now
1: it gets to the point where you know when i work on a project or i got something new coming out i just execute and push it and move on to the next and i'm just like just stay yeah. focused yeah you know and and I don't even give it any time anymore. Like back yeah. in the day, I might sit there and ponder. I used to ponder all the time. I'd be like, "Why did that piece sell, but this piece didn't? Yeah. Like I <laughs> like this piece way better."
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, because you never know how huh? you never know. And it's uh, it, it,
1: it, if we knew, I would just do the good ones exactly. You know?
0: <laughs> and 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 it's, it's funny because every time I get a, a new client, big or small. I've been doing it for such a long time. I still get a little nervous when I send out the initial shit, you know, because it's just, I don't know. It's just natural. And it's just like, I want to make sure that I didn't lose my touch. Did I understand the fucking assignment? Did I understand what they're trying to communicate? I I
1: just did a job. (laughs) I just did a job. And, and, uh, it was a corporate job, but they came to me from my artistic side of things. Ah. And that's, literally i told the guy that was my contact through the i guess you know the guy i was doing the work i was like are they cool did they yeah. like it? are they happy
0: <laughs> yeah it's that's hilarious because i'm always like what did they say like specifically <laughs> like like what what, what? you know, on, I, need the
1: details. I, know you I need all have, the details need the reassurance I need,
0: exactly it's well, i know it's hilarious it's 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 funny man it's I think, like I said, I think people are going to really appreciate this this talk because it's people <laughs> that have been doing it for a long time and you still get that way. I think it's hilarious. And, you know, I always say the story Uh, I think it was right right before the pandemic. I saw Oprah talk about she got invited to do the Harvard commencement speech and she was shook.
2: Of course. I and she, ke-
0: she kept putting it aside. She kept like procrastinating. She kept procrastinating because she thought, oh, why are they inviting me? And I was like, that's motherfucking Oprah. <laughs> if Oprah is feeling like that,
1: Oprah we all- should have paid somebody to write <laughs> to it write- and then <laughs> shit I would have I would have been like okay go get me somebody dope to write my commencement <laughs> speech and I'm just gonna go up there and read it I'm Oprah
0: <laughs> yeah I got a grip of money I can do that like yeah it's cr- so when I heard that I was like oh yeah we're we're not immune this shit's always gonna happen and it's like um you know my good friend, uh, Jessica Cable, she's the one we we were talking, she was interviewing for something and we we're coming up with thing. We're like, oh, that's what it is. And she's like, yeah, recovery time. It's the recovery time that shortens. Like you said, like, you you know, you know, now I'm going to stay focused on this shit on to the next, because if I don't, I'm going to dwell in. I'm going to get in that space where I'm like, did I do it right? It did. I could have done this. It did it like we all do that shit. And I think as artists, that shit is personal. Like design is one thing, and I still feel like that. But when it comes to art, like I haven't done shit since two twenty sixteen. You keep putting out shit, but it's just like you keep putting it out. And it's like I feel like you keep putting yourself out, like, and and you're 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 allowing people to like, I don't know. It seems so personal. I don't know.
1: I think it's funny. I just posted a piece of art that was from two thousand and seven, uh, and that somebody has in their collection. And it was a very uh, personal piece. And I was like, damn, why did like, I put that out there. I forgot. Like, why, would I, why would I expose myself? Like what was that? I
0: going through? <laughs>
1: oh, I know what I was going through. Oh, you
0: remember. You remember. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Trust me. But I was just very, I was actually shocked that I was. That I, mean, I was shocked because I remembered the piece, but I was just like, wow, I've changed a lot.
0: Yeah, like, the growth.
1: Yeah, I've changed a lot. Oh, um, yeah, my artwork tends to be a lot more jovial now. Happy. Yeah,
0: and that and that's what I was gonna say when I when I asked you the question of your legacy. You know, that for sure, you're one of those artists that when people think of your shit, it's joy. You know, especially just thinking about your your figures. It doesn't matter if it's the you know the the spray can or whatever it is it's always joyful it's always it brings a smile to your face because not just the way you illustrate it but the color schemes you know very joyful and one thing that i think always sticks out since you since you did it is the wall that's at the long beach convention center
1: Yep, the phase 1 stuff.
0: Yeah, it's just it's just joy. You know, pure joy. And I think that's 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 a great legacy to have, Sket Uno. So tell the folks this is uh, today is July 11th. This will be out in a week or two. Uh, will the is it or, or we're out of pre-order for the prime?
1: No, you can pre-order it right now. You can pre-order There's, right now. Yeah. No, it's supposed to come out anywhere between October and November. So I'm assuming it's going to be at Decon.
0: Sweet. per. That's
1: one. They'll probably release it and sell it. Um, but uh, I have a big project coming out in um, on the 20th. Of July. Is, um, with uh, Major League Baseball, the show. It's the video game on the PlayStation system. Dope. And also, um, what's the other one? The other system, the Microsoft one? Uh, Xbox? Xbox, yeah, Xbox. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, I'm gonna have downloadable bats. You have to go on a conquest, and you can download bats that I designed.
0: Dope, amazing, but you see, That yeah. is, that's dope.
1: So, that's that's pretty cool. It's it's something that's very small, but at the same time, like when I think about the extent to the video game world and you know people play games all over the world and stuff like that this is something that's distributed you know
0: yeah world um, fucking wide
1: yeah so i'm looking forward to it um that's the scoop you're you're the first place i talked about it so
0: oh yeah we got that we got the Sket uno scoop <laughs> and also Sket, how dope it would your you know excuse me your 13 year old self like see you now all the shit that you've done for the shit that you love the transformers the you know the uh, the uh, the i don't know the acronyms for the baseball shit you know what i'm saying like all the shit that you do and it is shit that you love that you loved since you were a kid the skateboard decks and the definitely
1: definitely the decks um um i've gotten to work with you know bmx companies i uh i got to work with zero nine um amazing. I worked with you know there's 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 uh you know artists uh music artists that I've worked with that um that I looked up to and listened to and they inspired me and now they're you know into what I'm into and you know yeah. what I'm doing. So it's yeah 13 year old me would be like dope you did it <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's amazing. At the same time, you know I I I feel like as an artist that, you know, they always ask you, well, what's your favorite piece that you've done so far? And I'm like, I haven't done it yet. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like, I yeah. know. I mean, I just want to keep going. I want to yeah. keep, you know.
0: It's great. Answer. I have people
1: like, I look at people like Richie, like Sadeen. Yeah.
0: You know,
1: he's, a, and, you know, even uh, uh, other people that are in their 60s and 70s and they're still creating.
3: Yeah,
0: that's inspiring. You know,
1: so I'm going to be there. You know, hopefully, hopefully. Yeah. I'm, but uh, that's that's how I feel. It's just I'm just gonna keep creating, and wherever it leads me, I'm.
0: You're riding the ride. Make
1: money doing it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> money haven. Money craving new
1: haven. Money craving pistol waving. <laughs>
0: thank you yeah, Ske-
1: yeah. so true <laughs> you don't know how true those words are
0: but thank you so much Uno. i really appreciate it. this is a long time coming
1: and yes, now that you. you've
0: been on this shit yeah we can finally at some point maybe by the end of the year we'll see everyone scheduled then we can I'm- finally do the you heard show reunion
1: yeah, I'm surprised that uh, your herd show question didn't come up. I I would have figured Kano would have shot that at me like, <laughs> give us a scoop. Why'd you stop?
0: <laughs> no, I, you didn't hear me because you were talking. But I said hashtag thanks, Sket. I threw a oh. little bit of it in there, just a little bit. <laughs> um, but I'm sure we'll get into it when we when we do this. Hopefully, eventually, sometime later, maybe this year or next year. But uh, muchísimas gracias, Sket. Uh, I'm I'm excited to see. You know all the new shit that's coming out this year and what you have in the works because one thing is for sure Sket is always working on some shit and we may not know and then he'll just be like oh yeah i got said what that's a major that's amazing you know and and it, it's it's great to see it's inspiring just to see you do the shit that you love and and have Thank fun you. at the same time. And and always uh, uh, on top of that is you're always elevating, you know, always up in the game of like the opportunities and who you're working with. And I think that's also inspiring. It's like, You evolve or become extinct, you know, and I think you just keep you keep moving and you keep pushing and and um, you keep learning and helping others. And I think that also helps you, too. You know what I'm saying? Because you're a good person. You're not a dick. I mean, there's a plenty. We know shit. We know of a lot of assholes and dicks um, that are, you know, that are successful, but they're not enjoying life. You're enjoying life. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, I try to. I definitely try to.
0: And I'm excited. Hopefully, I'll get to see well, you in a couple of weeks.
1: Thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me on. And thanks for everybody for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, let me know how you like it.
0: <laughs> yeah. And I'm, like I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a link to all his shit. Buy all his shit. It's, it's quality stuff. So I'm going to have a link to all his stuff. But um, yeah. Thank you, Sket. I appreciate it. Alrighty, Thank you. And now, introducing...
4: Supernatural Bear Corner. Supernatural Bear. Bear. Hello everyone, I am the SMB, and today for the SMB Corner we're going to be talking about my Uncle Scat. So, he um, is, you know, he's an amazing guy. He um, loves to do artwork and sometimes some uh, custom work and stuff. And he recently made a Optimus Prime which is coming out very, very soon. I'm hoping to secure myself a copy in the future. Um, So my mom will have that in the show notes below. And um, so I recently got my second COVID shot. And I was messed up for like one to two weeks, slightly messed up. Actually, I was super messed up for the first two days. It was terrible. Um, and he was planning to send me the brand new Transformers Lego Optimus Prime. Yes, it is a real thing, and I'm hoping more come out in the future. So he sent it, and my mom had to ask something for hype to get the vaccine, and I was so hyped for it that I didn't even want to wait i literally just wanted to have it done already like and not in the way because i don't want it i don't want it to hurt more like in the way like come on just do it already i want to build this prime okay yeah it didn't end up well um but i got to build the prime eventually after i got it and it's super duper cool and it's just amazing it's an awesome prime it's optimus prime there's nothing else i can say about it besides the fact that it is optimus prime and it is a great optimus prime i love it it is amazing and just having it i never thought i'd have it because like 180 dollars but now that i do have it in hand it's just oh it's awesome and then, just going a little off topic, but still on Transformers, my uncles recently got me an epic die-cast metal Transformers mini set. What uncles? My deals, who might come on, on the show, podcast, sometime soon. Sorry, don't want to spoil anything. Um, But anyways, yeah, they got me an epic set of uh die- cast metal minis and i'm taking photo shoots of them and i'll probably be done with wave one by the time this episode comes out so yeah so this has been the smb signing off thank you guys for listening and i will see you in the next episode stay safe guys
0: there you have it folks episode 88 of word to your mama quality Caucasian I told you I only have quality Caucasians on here and uh yeah it's very interesting during the conversation after the conversation actually I was thinking you know how he was saying that um his current work for the past couple years has been very joyful but I think it's always kind of been joyful and I haven't exhibited since 2016, and really haven't been creating any of my own art. But I think it's because I was in a dark place for my the entirety of my life up until that point, and my my art was pretty dark. Like it was always like skulls and blood, and like, people thought I was a dude. I don't know why my name was Ritzy, but yeah, it was just I don't know. So uh, you know, I haven't had the the bandwidth of the space to try to figure out where I'm at, but I think I'm joyful. But what does that look like for me? Because it's not cutesy, anyways. I think that's very interesting. Don't forget in the show notes, I have a link to Sket One. I have a link to the amazing Optimus Prime. Also, uh, Kano that we he's asked a question. We've had him on as a guest. The mild mannered uh, hoodlum, the one from Queens, he has a Bumblebee that I think is pre order. You could order now. Um, it, it's in the same universe where they get to you know customize it and it's a create the figure from jump. um, That's coming out on unruly. So you definitely need to check that out as well. Don't forget. We have the, the link to the, the word to your mama hype song playlist on Spotify. And thank you so much for supporting the show. As you might've heard, unless you skipped through, I have my second promo host led promo in Spanish. If you guys know me and my history, uh, being a heritage speaker that's a new term that I learned um, uh, this is big for me it was the first one was really big and this one's the, it's big so uh, thank you that you'll be hearing that or it'll be in here for uh, at least another two months which is very very exciting shout out to Latina Podcasters Network Rita for making it happen and, uh, you know, for supporting, you can do it for free. Leave a couple, you know, five-star reviews. Um, tell your folks, tell your peeps, tell your friends. You become a patron. You can buy us a whiskey via Buy Me A Coffee. And you can also always head over to The Word To Your Mama's store to buy some enamel pins, some tea towels, some shirts, some custom shirts. Oh, please believe it. Custom shirts and custom tanks. It's summertime. You need some, some, uh, you know, some razor teeth, razor back uh, tank tops but yes so thank you very much we appreciate all the support and uh, yeah until then we reap Word to Your Mama is owned and produced by Ritsy P intro beat produced by Nico Beats if you want to know more uh, you want to email us you want to get the media kit, go head over to wordtoyourmama.com Word to Your Mama is now part of the Latina Podcasters Network and as always Word to Your Mama is brought to you by
2: RitsyPeriwinkle.com